Hey, everybody. The following episode of Talking Story is brought to us by Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance, the easiest way to buy Mexican auto insurance. You can purchase and print out your Mexico insurance policy from their easy-to-use website located at BajaBound.com. Insurance you can trust. They've been around since 1994 and uh, simply the best. BajaBound.com. Thank you, Jake Nager, in the moment of truth with our intro music and today talking story. We are talking, it's a power discussion. Talk about rapid fire, John Waters, the amazing John Waters, Hollywood legend, writer, director, performer. In fact, he's got a show coming to San Diego, first week of December, the Observatory North Park. It's called A John Waters Christmas. We talk about that his new book, and a host of other things. It's just so nuts how smart the guy is. He whips out, I mean, seriously, it's just 10 minutes of rapid-fire intelligence and just, wow. I have a hard time keeping up, as you'll hear. And he has no problem shutting me down, which is just the best. Everyone needs to be shut down every once in a while. That's part of life, right? And speaking of life, I celebrated the life of a former colleague by the name of Paul Palmer last night. He's a former radio exec and the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters here in San Diego. And Paul uh, tragically passed a couple of weeks ago in a car accident in La Jolla. And it was interesting because I had just seen him a couple of weeks before that at a Big Brothers event because I was uh, still am because I keep in touch with Deshaun. But I was uh, part of Big Brothers Big Sisters San Diego for a good good amount of years with my little brother Deshaun and I was over at the function or they had this annual function and Paul was there and we hugged and took some pictures together and talked about getting lunch and then uh, next thing you know he's no longer with us which to me is such a reminder about just when it comes to the fragility of life how uh, you know it can be taken away from us at any moment which is why I think it's so important especially as we hit the holidays just to make sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're giving out the best version of ourselves and uh, really, I don't know, channeling compassion, especially when it comes to family and friends and really making an effort because it's so easy to get stuck in our heads and our own worlds. But we can't forget our core and uh, it's important to nurture that core. And if there are disconnects out there, I encourage you to, uh, I don't know, patch it up, mend the ways, whatever you need to do. Because again, finite, just the amount of time we're here. And who would, I mean, geez, this funeral, I was looking at uh, all the people at the service last night. The place was packed to the gills and such a testament as to what a wonderful, loving, compassionate man uh, Paul Palmer was. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of work being that person and I encourage you to be that person and I'm trying to be that person on a daily all right so let's talk to John Waters also want to thank our friends at marchandash.com for making this possible as well as the scooter farm and a bunch of operations in town I'll thank them later first Mr. Waters are you speaking in speakerphone you're a little slow Mm, no, you know, I do have you on a in a queue speaker because we are taping. 
Okay, is, can is, you turn your volume up a little? My volume up? I'm not sure. Let me see if that helps at all. Yep, you just do. That's fine. That is that a little bit better? Yep. Okay, perfect. So you're coming to San Diego, Saturday, December 7th, with a production, I love the name, A John Waters Christmas, Filthier and Nastier, I'll Stuff Your Turkey Live. <laughs> yeah, well, that sort of sums it up. <laughs> and I do this Christmas show every year, but every year I do a whole new show, so I'm in the middle of writing it. I'm about three, four, three quarters done. But then the scary part is I have to learn it. Um, <laughs> I, I just... Finish. You know, I just came back from Australia where I did my other spoken word. So I, I heard. Did four cities there. I was in Mexico City. So then I'm going to Greece next week to do it. So, and then England. So I, I have to have two whole shows in my head memorized. But by the time I start the Christmas show, the other show I can do the eraser pad in my head for for a while and learn the Christmas one. And, and how do we prepare for such a thing? Because I remember running lines with my mom in front of a mirror. How, how do you do prepare? That. I write it. And then I write a, a long version, which is the first version. Then I write a median version, which is abbreviated two words slash, two words slash, two words slash. And then a short version, which is even more shorthand. And then a don't forget version, <laughs> the things that I always forget. And right. then after each show, I write down the things I forgot in the last show because it's supposed to be 70 minutes if I remember all of it. It's 75 minutes, which is too long. <laughs> and usually I forget different things every night, and it's the right length, 70. And if it's a little short, I have one thing I can add every year, and I, I don't look at the timer until the last 15 minutes. And, and what is your uh, fascination with Christmas? Do tell. Well, it's a, people love it or hate it. It's an extreme time of year, and you can't avoid it. It's like a meteorite coming towards the Earth. <laughs> so uh, no matter if you're Hindu, Jewish, Muslim, you can't avoid, if you're in America, the Christmas thing. So I have advice for everybody how to get through it how to have mental health and get through it even if you hate it and where do you fall i love it but i also love it now for completely different reasons I, i'm like a drag queen on halloween if it's christmas i'm at work <laughs> but at the same way i can pay all my bills for the whole year i can definitely afford christmas presents after doing the tour yeah. <laughs> and what i hate about it is and I like Christmas for real. I have to buy Christmas presents for a hundred people. You know, I have a giant Christmas party every three years. It's my turn to have a whole Christmas dinner for my family. Mercifully, it's not my turn this year. <laughs> and especially after coming home from eighteen cities and doing that is uh, it's a cool way to ground yourself. I have yourself. a Christmas card that I produce every year that is a huge production that of I always have to get, think it up in the summer to so get it done. So it is a big part of my year here, and I don't dislike it. I, I, I kind of like it. I like it for all those reasons, really. If I hate anything about it, I have in the show a, a whole section of what I hate about Christmas. Right. But it's a high-class problem. And I've noticed the older I get, the more taxing it is on my mental health. So just, I would love to attend the show just for some tips in that area. Well, I talk about it. This year it's tough with politics because the country is so divided that most people, if they disagree with them, their family have learned you just can't talk about it. it. Ends in a fist fight. So, so people are afraid to say anything. So, I've always said every year you bring a verbal abuse whistle that you pass out, and any time you bring up politics, blow the whistle so people don't talk about it. And then they'll laugh at least. <laughs> yeah, at least in my family, we're all sitting on the left side, so we're good. We don't have to deal with that in our you home. You never know, though, and that's just as fascist for liberals to assume that everyone agrees with them. <laughs> Good point. Good Even point. Even though I am one, but I, I know that because I had somebody that worked for me that was Republican, and basically 
everybody would always just say all this horrible stuff about what morons were, and she would sit there, and I was, it made me really just realize that, and now Republicans probably act like that when they're together, too. Truth. But nothing's going to get better if we're that separatist. We've got to make the other side laugh first. Our whole job right now is to get somebody, a Democrat, that will lure away a Trump voter. I don't know who that's going to be. No, I don't either. And I was just reading a poll today where they were saying that uh, right now, I think 67% of Americans think we're approaching a civil war based on... What do you mean approaching? We're in one. And the election's going to be so close that if he loses... Trump loses by a short amount of votes. He'll refuse to leave, and that'll really be exciting because then it will be anarchy. I agree. Hence, but the-, the government will have to come in with tanks to get <laughs> Trump out. <laughs> oh, what a photo opportunity! Yeah, tell me about the book, Mister Know It All: The Tarnished Wisdom of a Filth Elder. <laughs> yeah. What What is a What is a filth elder? A filth elder would be somebody that was like a Mormon, only filthy. Uh, it was someone that has gained knowledge through 50 years of a career that has embraced filth, and I use that in a, a, a very approving way, that word, as a shorthand for smart-ass punk humor that first makes fun of yourself and then makes fun of things that you love. So um, I think I'm sharing the wisdom of how for 50 years I've been able to do this and not really change, and everybody else seems to change around me (laughs) in a good way. Do you think you're not as radical today as you were looked at, you know, back in the... No, wait to hear this show. I'm amazed. I I even say in the show, isn't it great that I live in a country where I can say this without getting the firing squad? (laughs) No one ever gets mad. But um, it's a thin line these days with comedy, uh, what you can get away with, and... uh, and, and I'm always on that edge. Hopefully, I don't fall off. And I think I don't because I'm not mean. I think that's the difference. And I understand, I mean, I make really fun of Trump, but I also make fun of liberals, too. Yeah, and, and your art has always been so... It, it challenges the consumer, but I, you, as you said, it never had a meanness about it. It, f- it always opened my mind, but now I just feel like our minds are no longer open. I just feel like they've been blown, just blown out well, of he- our heads. Yeah, it's, it's tough because all the media, even the ones I listen to, they're all as bad as Fox, only in the other direction. I every, agree with you. Every single one of them is like, I don't want to know what you think. I have faith in my own opinions. I like to read editorials. I don't watch Fox to see how the end. But I do Fox whenever they ask me to go on, which is rarely. But every time I have gone on, they've been fine with me. Same way, you know, the Fox people go on Bill Maher, which I do all the time. I'm always amazed that they go on because the deck is stacked against them. <laughs> but, um, so I, I listen, I like to read like the Wall Street Journal editorials, but Often, I really don't agree with, but they're well-written, so that's what you have to do. Listen to the other side that's smart, at least, so you know how to argue back. When it does come to the book, Mr. Know-It-All, can you give us, elaborate just on, on the themes and some of the topics that you're discussing? And I'm sure well, I would... talk about how to fail upwards in Hollywood. I talk about how to risk being in love. I talk about how to beat death. I talk about how to collect art that no one else has yet collected. I talk about uh, the new man and what that involves and what is masculine today. And um, that's the start. Ooh, that's very interesting. I think I cover almost every... I know Mr. Know-It-All knows everything except about science fiction and sports. But it doesn't matter with sports because I'm in the new Nike ad. I don't know if you've seen it. I did! Are, are you, <laughs> you're at a Nike shoe? I have... I, wait till you see the video. 
Um, that hasn't come out yet. Um, yes, I <laughs> Nike had one of the people in it, which I wish my father was alive because that might have shocked him more than anything I've ever done. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. John Waters is. Are you going to be on a Nike shoe? I don't think I'm on the shoe. No. Okay, but you are going to be in the ad. That's fantastic. I am. I'm the back cover of the New Yorker this week. Congratulations. I mean, that proves, I mean, you're a real man. There we go. You're in a Nike ad. <laughs> and what is your definition of a real man today, which is a question you pose in the book? Well, the men are the ones that should have penis envy, not women. Because <laughs> men should have penis envy of intelligent penises that are not afraid of smart, strong women. I completely agree with that. But don't you feel like that tide's turning? Yes. Even in politics, because Trump has women that are powerful within his organization. They're female, female impersonators. But. <laughs> Tell me this, too. You, you mentioned, as far as the book is concerned, about cheating death as a gentleman who's middle-aged and you're thriving. In, I doubt you could call me middle-aged. I'm 73. Even with science, I don't think I'll live to be 146. <laughs> I, I was referring to myself as a gentleman in the middle age and you yeah. thriving oh. in your 70s. I'm, I'm curious. In the winter of my Years. How, how have you cheated death? I am interested. I'm not going to tell you. That's the book. That's the last chapter. You have to buy the book to learn how to beat death. That's a kind of a, worth it, isn't it? I, I'm telling you, it's the first thing I'm going to do when we <laughs> hang up. And I certainly encourage people to see the great John Waters at the Observatory North Park Saturday, December 7th. And uh, we can't wait to have you back in San Diego. I'm looking forward to it. I always like coming there. I've had good experiences there always. Filthier and nastier than ever. We can't wait to have our turkey stuff. Turkey and your stocking. I can't wait. Thank you, All Mr. Right. Waters. Bye bye. And there you have it, John Waters, everybody. Thank you, Jake Nager, and the Moment of Truth for all the music you've been supplying us with here on on Talking Story. My friend Meryl, good old Meryl, will be joining us again next week. She's been out for a couple. Looking forward to having Meryl back with us here. The Chris and Meryl Show, or is it the Meryl and Chris Show? I don't know. I don't care. What I care about is you, and uh, do hope you're well. Thank you to the patrons. You know who you are that help keep this moving. And uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash you, with a special shout out, that's U-Y-E-W, to Mariposa Ice Cream, best homemade ice cream on the planet, with the holidays right around the corner. Hook it up. They'll, uh, they'll hook you up with the best ice cream on the planet, which would be perfect for any family meal. Okay, until next time, be well, and uh, treat one another kindly.